with the old people of uh, the Pai here. And I could remember an uncle of mine, uh, I watched them do uh, a whaikōrero here, and I was impressed with them. And, uh, his name is uh, Tumamau, uh, Mohi, or Dara, Mohi. And I asked them one day, um, man, you, you know, you're so impressive. And I said, how then? He said, ah, when you go to here, or you go to here, and you go to and I said to him, I said, is that right? He said, oh, it's very good. It's, it's, the, it's the power of uh, Rangi Wuwehi. As I got older, I started to see uh, more and more of what was happening on the marae, and I'd sit amongst the queer and listen to them talking about their day. If it was a tangihana, for instance, they would sit around the two papuku in their white night dresses, their beautiful long hair flowing. Every home in Oahu was always open. If um, my cousins and I were sort of playing down down the river there and um, one of us are hungry, we'll go to one of the to my nannies and either get the plums or the apples, just go into any of the houses to either get a bread, one will get uh, a butter from that. So that, that was that manaki, that whanaunatanga. Everyone has a story to tell. Tonight's tiahika is with the Hokainga, the local residents of Tarimano Marae, who belong to the Hapu or sub-tribe of Ngāti Rangiwewehi. Awaho is located on the outskirts of Rotorua. It's a community that is closely connected to its environment. Te Awaho is the name of the nearby river. Its clear, blue, pristine waters are known to be healing. Much like the Ngafa or hot water springs in other parts of Rotorua, the locals take a dip to be cleansed spiritually. To hear the stories about their childhood, the changes in recent times, and the future of Awaho, six of the Hokainga join me for a kōrero. Kia ora, I'm Rauroha Clark, I'm a queer, I'm of Ngātirangi Wewehi descent with links to Ngātirangi, Ngātirangi Nui, Ngārāna Nui and Ngāpuhi. Tēnā koe. My name is Toro Bidwa, uh, Ngātirangi Wewehi, Ngātirangi, Ngātirangi Nui and Ngāpuhi Oku Hap Iwi, Apu. I'm the cleaner for the marae. No, I'm not. <laughs> Kia ora, I'm Tommy Bidwa. I'm also Rangi Wewehi, Naitarangi, and um, I'm a Kumatu here. Kia ora, uh, my name is Ngamaru Rahino. I'm uh, one of the Kumatu for Rangi Wewehi and uh, have affiliations to Ngai Ngati Rangiti, Tarafai, and Matatua Ngatiao. So, uh, yeah. Glad to be here. My name is Ahuia Hahunga. I'm also of um, Rangiwewehi descendant. My ngākuri a whare ki tuhirau, tai atu ki te maunga o maunga pōhatu, tu whare toa um, tai nui. Kia ora. My name is Te Rangikahiki Budwa, nō Ngāti Rangiwewehi Ahau. Uh, I've also have affiliations to Ngākaranga Hapu o Te Aroa, um, tu whare toa. Uh, Waikato Tainui <coughs> and on my hodge side um, Ngai Te Rangi and Ngā Pōtiki 
We meet at Tarimano Marae. Heavy rain has hit most of the country this morning, but it's nice and toasty inside the meeting house, Tawake Heimua. This community of Awaho, can we talk about the, the history of this area, perhaps any names where the name Awaho derives from? Uh, Te Awaho gets its name from... Toro Bidwa. While, while he was travelling through, he named a few places around Lake Rotorua. Te Awaho, he named it because of the new river. Right? That's where, where, it, uh, where it comes from. Uh, the classical name, yes, is that's correct. Ngāwai Mimia Pekehawa. Pekehawa was our tanifa, who, who protected all of Ngāti Rangiwiwi from... No one has ever drowned in our awa, you know, and we attribute that fact to Pekeawa, even to today. You know, it's the, it's the presence or it's the wairua Pekeawa, well, no, it's his presence. And we all know it with our kids. and our t- When we're not feeling well, we'll go to the awa, we'll do a karaki and we'll do place ourselves. And, you know, you take a dive in, because that awa just wakes you up instantly. You take a dive in that water, in those waters and it just clears everything. The waters are clear, beautiful, and I always have been. They're, they're the pride of our Ngāti Rangi Wewehi Hapu. You know, we'll go to battle over our, over our waters, over our, our way, over our awa. The same awa, the same whakaro applies to Hamudana. Hamudana is, you know, is, is another, the, the rivers are interlinked. We have two tanifa well known to Ngāti Rangiwiwi, Pekehawa, who stays in the Awahu Awa, and Hinerua, a female, lives in the Kaikaitahuna, that's the Hamudana River. Yeah, and now and again they got together, had a cup of tea and had a, you know, few biscuits. <laughs> Procreated. Yeah. Procreated. And, and, and the little, yeah, the little they call them, the, the fish, those are the offspring, you know, those... Those are the stories that we've heard from our kuya karawa, you know, and those are the kōrero that we hand down to our, our mokopuna. Rauroha Clark talks about the tanifa pekehaua and another part of that story. Um, the story goes that he carved the river with his tail, with his fiore, and if you go down to any part of the river and you dive under, you can actually hear the swill of pekehaua swimming around, and we believe he's taking away our taumaha. And by Tomaha, Rauroha is talking about the burdens of a person. Ngamaru Rairino has worked as an actor, a broadcaster, and has been a cultural advisor on production sets that include the series Mataku and Shortland Street. Te Reo Māori and Mātauranga Māori has been at the forefront of his career. He grew up in the Eastern Bay of Plenty and moved back to Awaho several years ago. Uh, my mother... It was from here. I grew up in Te Teko. My grandfather, uh, Te Waere, and my aunties were all from here and told uh, stories about my uncle. When he, before they went to uh, the Second World War, they all gathered, the Arawa contingent, I think, gathered here at, uh, at Oha before they took off. My uh, uncle was uh, put into the, into the Arawa Brigade before they went across, and they were right here to get ready to go overseas. I, I've been sort of involved with the old people of uh, the Pai here, 
And I could remember an uncle of mine, uh, I watched them do a whaikōrero here, and I was impressed with them. His name is uh, Tumamao, uh, Mohi, or Dara, Mohi. And I asked them one day, man, you, you know, you're so impressive. And I said, how then? They said, ah, kwenei ko tehi o rangi uewehi tenei a kakapane. And I said to him, I said, is that right? He said, oh, it's very good. It's, it's, the, it's the power of rangi uh, uewehi and this whare that makes the, the orators do. Because there was some extremely good orators here. And uh, the pictures up here is... is uh, of course, you've got Tarangi uh, Kaheke there, you've got um, Kake Leonard, and all these fellows here. On the walls inside the meeting house, or Farenui, are photos of ancestors. One includes a photo of Pakake Leonard, who was instrumental in setting up the Māori Arts and Crafts Institute in Rotorua, alongside Kuruwaka. Nga Maru was taught whakapapa, or genealogy, from his father. He can recall the impressive oratory skills he witnessed as a young adult. Today, as a komatua, those teachings have shaped his role on the Pai Pai Tapu or the oratory bench. People who are, who are skilled in the expertise of oratory. So, you know, I've, I've sort of watched over the years as a young person and now actually sitting on the uh, on the on the pie to maintain and uphold that kind of precedence these old fellows have set. So it's great. But you know, uh, I've talked to some fellows, they said to me, Ewa, in the, where, 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 where do you get the inspiration? He said, look at the at the stream. Because uh, one of the fellows are uh, Huanoku, uh, well, one of my friends, came over. He said to me, "Do you realize when the Koti was here, he left with the Hikupu Kōrero Kairoto Itawa or Tewahu Ataringatu, because over here was a very strong stronghold of Ringatu, and then it changed over the thing, and then but it was a, a very strong." Uh, uh, in, in that. And so that's what I said, Kairoto Itawa, or Tawaho, Kuputapu. And so that's why, you know, it's in there. And uh, as the other speakers have said, uh, the water has quite quite a, a significance uh, for, for, for us, not only spiritually, but mentally as well. Tommy Bidwa is 82 years old and has lived in Awaho all of his life. He has witnessed the vast changes over the years. He says once there were thousands of fish in the rivers and watercress was plentiful. He says that catching morihana or carp was considered a delicacy for his old people. He describes the area as once a fishing haven. Fly fishing was all the rage and the mouth of the river was a popular spot. But today, over time, both resources, fish and watercress, are scarce. And we used to have, it would have been about two acres, used to be out around the mouth of the river. It was so plentiful that um, the watercress have actually been gone for quite a while. And uh, the fish, 
you could say they've, they've gone too from our rivers. I'm interested in what um, Ngamaru brought up in the sense of the, the, the involvement of, or oh, actually this was the base um, before Te Arawa contingent went overseas in World War to any of your uncles, your, your kraua, did they serve overseas or anything that you can remember? We are fortunate enough that uh, Tom is part of um, uh, Rangiwewehi or Awahau Anzac committee and so for the past four years we've been having an Anzac uh, ceremony here and we have our, uh, uh, what do you call it, monument or cenotaph uh, to our returned soldiers and as you can see on the walls of our whare, uh, maha na, na um, hoia. Um, my dad was in K-Force, Korea Force, and I'm just going to introduce that briefly because um, uh, we do have uh, 28th Māori Battalion members from, from Te Awahau and pass it back to Tom. He might just elaborate a bit more. We have, uh, we've got about approximately uh, 70 returned servicemen here from Awahau. We actually celebrate every Anzac, and we've got about five from World War I that we also celebrate, Andrew Pauls, there's the Parkiners, and we get the Halls. They were the World War I ones. We have the Anzac boys here, well, as you see with the flowers of the boys there. Yeah, so we're looking at photos on the wall at the yeah. moment. And when we have our Anzac here, we read their names out, just to, so we don't forget them. Uh, I'm a return serviceman myself. I, was, uh, I went to Malaya in 1957. When it comes to representation of forces, this place here, it's only a little place, but uh, we counted. We had family lots go away. I mean, the Douglases had about three or four brothers go away to the First World War. You know, family lots. Most of them lost their lives overseas, you know. Two of the brothers were actually killed on the same day at Casino. Two of the Douglases. Roroha Clark grew up in Awahau. She remembers the role of the queer it entailed growing marakai, fundraising for upcoming events, and being that kanohi kitia, or that person that is often seen on the marae and within the community. There were very few homes here, uh, not as many as there are now, and our queer and kraua I'd often see them coming to the marae that they uh, would would meet here. They would they actually had uh, fundraising events in the Ofurakai in Tangahoro, across the road, um, and I guess they would sit and tell stories. But being a little kid, you were more or less made to hake the takaro, go and play, you know. So there wasn't much interest, in, in my, from my point of view. As I got older, I started to see uh, more and more what was happening on the marae, and I'd sit amongst the queer and listen to them talking about their day. If it was a tangihana, for instance, they would sit around the two papaku in their white night dresses, their beautiful long hair flowing, cup of tea, we'd make the jam biscuits, the crackers, bring them in, and they would talk about their day's events. And some of the stories were captured mainly to do with the Tupapaku. Then they would make comparisons with, as we do today, with previous uh, Tangihana and Hui Nui. Um, the stories came actually from my mum. Mm. 
um, about the wahi, about what they did as um, young married people and how they worked in the marae, and it was just a given that they would turn up at all the hui and be ringawera at that time. Then the transition would be made to just tupuna whare where they would become reo karanga and kuia tautoko sitting on the pai. Um, the stories we heard, or I heard from my mum, were about the awa. Um, our auntie, her sister, Auntie Hera, talked about the width of the river at that time. But there's another story around all of that, and it's to do with where we are as, as a nation, as people working together, and that's on the healing aspect. So all those things come into play from our tiranga wewehe, and that's where our river plays a huge part in caring for our people. For instance, we go to the river for healing. We take our babies there for christening. Blessings. Huia Hahunga grew up in Awaho during the 1950s and the 1960s. At the height of fundraising efforts for the Farekai Te Aungahoro, Huia says working bees were a regular occasion. Aunties would take care of the food while the men put in the hard graft. Tommy Bidwa says that a few of the local men worked for Lockwood Homes and their bosses would give them the leftover wood. Kapahaka was taught to the many kids at the pa. There was the midgets, the juniors and the seniors. Ngāti Rangiwewehi, the Kapahaka performance group, has a history steeped in performing arts that began at the marae. Kuya Hahunga says her auntie Kato Flavel was one of the group's main composers. She begins here and describes the mischievous nature of her childhood. We were two kids. We wanted to go and um, go to all the areas that our nannies and kōros told us not to go to, um, especially where there were fruit trees. Yeah, okay, we didn't listen, and there was also an area in one of the 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 pickle or the awa, where the um, ducks used to lay their eggs. Yeah, humongous. Anyway, the story goes like this. We thought, oh, well, okay, no one's, we're not going to get caught you know, taking the apples from um, that side of the awa, um, nanny's plums. So we thought, oh, well, we'll explore and go around towards the mouth to the left. If you're looking, if you're in the mouth and you're looking towards Hamurana, oh, oh our, our kōrero was, well, come on, let's head to Donda, Uncle Donda Ahipene, towards the Urupa. So we did. We get to almost to the Urupa and Kajitinongi ngi ahau. So you're getting tired. And because um, it's deep, then all of a sudden you could feel a rākau. That was the kaitiaki rākau for us kids. So you could feel like a stick? A log. A log. A log. The log. Because we were tired, well, I was tired, mm-hmm. and that was the, the rako to help us sort of bring us to towards the shore. Kapahaka. Through the Ngahoro, our Farikai, is we were born. The opening of uh, Te Ngahoro at that time, we would have been, oh, we're not that old, but <laughs> you know, about 12. A <laughs> couple of months after that, we were introduced to Fano, Fano that lived down in the South Island, the Brennan, Hori Brennan Fano. 
Well, according to him, he had never heard um, such wonderful voices. We went to a huiaranga. Why? Because the majority of us at that time were Catholic. So huiaranga, we had attended uh, the huiaranga there in Whanganui. And, yeah, we took it away. And that was with our, our nohi, pipi nohi nohi, right up to our seniors. Oh, it was awesome. This was 1968? 69 when we actually... 69. But 68 is when we actually, when we were born to stand up in front of Dao. Who was the composer of that? Who wrote the Waiata? Okay, um, well, Hordy Brennan was one. Kato Flavo, our auntie. We had... A lot of pukinga in regards to our mahiare here. We had a little clubhouse down, just further down the, down the road here. And that's where we used to practice. We had um, our cousins who were in St. Fate's Youth Club. They'd come out and poipoi us, go through practices with us. But we had our aunties. Rodel, his mum, that was the one. You know, not tell us how to do it but actually got up to show us. Mm. And that was our introduction to the uniqueness of Anaiti Tu, Anaiti Mahi o Te Ringa, Anai Ngā Mahi o Te Pukanga, Anaiti Wiri, and me te wai wai hoki. So he did a care in I and I. But in saying that, when you're growing up, all we wanted to do was see each other apart from down the river. But like I say, the, the river was all our playground. Tommy touched on um, the trout uh, when people used to come down and um, do their fishing. We'd light a campfire and sing to the fishermen. My sister and I, we used to go down um, after um, the whanau down here had a had a league uh, game over into Puke or wherever they um, did their, um, their rugby, I'm jumping, we'd lie in the long grass and just listen to the singing. We had someone playing a flat piano that made it sound so sweet, you have no idea. And, of course, a lot of the songs were from the return servicemen, the Italian, some of the Italian songs, the old... And, and I really believe that's where a lot of us helped, you know, helped us sing because it's the ear. When I say it's the ear, it, you can't tell me no Māori can't sing, but oh, I know one who, who can't <laughs> sing. But, but, but in saying that, getting back to the clubhouse, that's, this is the uniqueness in this iwi. Mm. Kapahaka, I can say we have, uh, after 40 plus years, we hadn't been to Huyaranga, and we're planning on taking our tamariki back to that um, to the Huyaranga. So that was the first and only time? Did you? No, 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 oh. we had gone, but we hadn't been back for 40 plus years. Oh, right. The Kaumatua wrote our songs, Uncle Dara, uh, well, Auntie Kato was the composer, Hordy Brennan, Dara at that time was always around, and the nannies, and Uncle Tewaire, um, Toro, and or my nanny's brother, like their Kroa. When it comes to choosing the team, they all did the choosing of the team. I'll give you an example of Hordy Brennan. Well, Kato, hiahoa whakaro, o kai te pai, and it'll go right around, and, well, the nannies and uncles are sitting there. Hiahoa whakaro, and that's where the shearing come. 
you know, with the, the composition. And when they got their team together, I hate to pie your line certain ones up, but I. So that's the. When yeah. you're talking about Kapahaka, my eyes are glancing towards the photo of um, yeah, of Atarita, uh, Atarita. yeah, Atarita Maxwell. Because uh, yeah, we are we are the um, the founders. We are the founders of uh, Rangi Wewehi. Hori Brennan had gone, so the e we brought in Atareta and Horowaiwai Maxwell in here. And Horowaiwai is Trevor. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and that's Trevor's parents up there. Oh my gosh, he looks like, is that his father? That's his father. Tell by the ears. But in saying that, that's, um, we will never forget the, the Totoko, you know, even with our koyaki now. Yeah, they give us our little poi poi in that God's cuppa. That's the uniqueness about when you were here. Our iwi. Bye.